Over the past few months, we have been talking about the Brookline Greenway Project, which is just going to be fantastic for our area. Wendy and I are joined right now by Emma Clues, Vice President of Communications and Outreach for Great Rivers Greenway, and also Chip Crawford, the Managing Director at Lamar Johnson Collaborative, joining us to talk about the Brookline Greenway Project. Emma and Chip, thank you for joining us. Great to be here. Emma, let's, yeah, thanks for having us. let's give our listeners kind of uh, a review of the Brickline Greenway project. What is it? Yes, this is a bold vision to connect up to 20 miles of pathways up to 17 different neighborhoods in the city of St. Louis. The big idea is to connect Forest Park to the Gateway Arch National Park and Fairground Park to Tower Grove Park and then the thousands of destinations in between and thinking about how this can be Uh, you know, a great chance to improve environmental sustainability and include public art and be a catalyst for equitable economic development. So no big deal, just all that. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of the other reasons why that kind of connectedness is so important today, Chip? Well, there's a a lot of reasons to connect better. And, And one, of course, is built around the mention of equity and just building communities that are better connected and helping each other. And it starts with a lot of uh, connecting communities. It goes on to connecting with nature, which is another big part of what we're trying to do with the Brookline. But most importantly, it's connecting the cultures across St. Louis that have been so divided for so many years. So we're thrilled to be able to do work on a project like that. And so, Chip, specifically, which things do you have to worry about as this project gets underway? Well, first and foremost was working with the, you know, the public and getting enough input to figure out sort of where, where's the appropriate alignment for this? Where should it go? What should it connect? Of course, any project like this, 20 miles, is not built overnight. So there'll be a lot of phases or paces, as we call it. And so how we get strategic about what connects first, what connects second, and how we, how we treat that in an equitable way has also been a challenge. But I, I think there's so many... Um, lessons from nature and natural systems uh, that, that have been sort of ridden over uh, as St. Louis was developed with all the urban streets and everything. It's, it's really a great opportunity for us to reconnect uh, the citizens with their communities and with, and with nature. And when you, when you talk about St. Louis streets, whether in some of the older parts of, of our beautiful city or some of the older parts of our beautiful St. Louis County regions, um, stormwater is a big thing. So, so this, I mean, water management, watershed management is a big part of all of this, right, Emma? Absolutely. We, we think of the, many of the greenways are named after the watersheds that they go through or the rivers and creeks that they are nearby and then draining into, you know, the water. We all live in a watershed. <laughs> so we want to make sure that everything we're doing, whether that be, you know, planting a rain garden or native plants along the way, whether that be using maybe like, you know, permeable pavers in a parking lot at a trailhead, um, restoring different ecosystems. We want to be able to manage that stormwater throughout the region um, so that we can mitigate the flooding that that occurs here. Chip, what are some of the invasive species? Because I'm sure you have to deal with them as far as the Brookline Greenway project goes. But I know just from getting on the next door app that there are a lot of people who are dealing with invasive species in their own back or front yards. And the one I think about is bamboo. But I guess there are many. 
There's many. Uh, I just had a recent bout in my backyard with honeysuckle, which seems to be the most common growing up. Everyone likes it because it it creates the hedge or separates, uh, you know, <laughs> creates privacy hedges and all that. But but it's it's really amazing how aggressive it is. So what should we do as homeowners? Well, I think you know, get being aware of what <laughs> get yeah, it out of get there. Out of there. What, being aware of what <laughs> what each thing is is a, is a first start, and and how helpful or hurtful it might be in the long run. There's a lot of people who are interested in sort of that short-term gain uh, when sometimes that yields longer-term problems. But And so, Emma, when you say get rid of it, this means something besides cut it back, cut it back all the way, because can't the roots go underground under your driveway, pop up in your front yard? Yeah, removing it is a great step for something that's that invasive. So really, you know, using some tools and getting at the roots and pulling the whole plant up if you can. Um, there's tons of resources if you, you know, on the Missouri Department of Conservation or Missouri Botanical Garden have great resources in the, and on our website as well about uh, how to identify those invasive species and, and get them out of there and replace them with native plants um, just to do a better, you know, contribution to the ecosystem for sure. That's something we do along all the greenways. And speaking of ecosystems, anybody who regularly visits the, the, the greenways will see the, the little, the, you know, the signage about uh, prairie restoration or wetland restoration. And then you kind of you're looking and you don't see what, what you think you're supposed to see. Uh, that that's a that's a huge that is a very important project, even though the to the untrained eye, we really can't see what's going on. Right. You know, it can be hard to know. Really, yeah, I was going to say it's Go really ahead. interesting that you mentioned that because one of the things that we're trying to to really bring to light is the ecological performance uh, that nature provides. And actually, it's pretty interesting. But if you just think of basic things like sequestering carbon or retaining sediment or detoxifying pollution or storing water, cleaning water, cooling the temperatures, remember shade, um, you know, the whole biodiversity and soil fertility you know, I just mentioned five or six of those, but nature actually provides all those for free. Mm-hmm. And so as we're thinking about, like, communities that have been left behind uh, and how the brick line can impact lives and make it better for everyone, I mean, we're looking at every lens. And so there's a lot of things, you know, invasives aside that, that the plant material and nature can provide, um, which once it's established, it keeps regenerating it. So it's, it's an awesome sort of source that sometimes I think we take for granted. Emma, did I just hear you say that Great Rivers Greenway offers classes and certain programs? What are they and how can people get involved? Sure. We have um, lots of different, uh, as we're, you know, easing back uh, from COVID, we do have some volunteer opportunities available that you can check on our website. A lot of that is, you know, the basics, picking up trash, sometimes removing those invasive species or planting Um, trees or things like that, but also getting involved with the projects. You know, we really love to hear from people and get their feedback and their input guides the work that we're doing in addition to experts and designers like Chip. So um, we always encourage people to visit our website, greatriversgreenway.org, or for the Brookline specifically, brooklinegreenway.org, and and plug in and, and subscribe to the email so they can get updates about ways to get more involved. And I realize that this is not a fair question to ask either one of you, but but, but are, go ahead. Are, sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, are we seeing because mass transportation is also a, a chunk of Great Rivers Greenway? You know your your emphasis and the way we all become more. I, I don't know. Obviously, planet friendly. 
Are you seeing the numbers or is Metrolink, I should ask Metrolink, but as long as we have you, I know you're plugged into everybody. Are we seeing Metrolink numbers increasing, Emma, post-pandemic? Do you have any idea, Emma or Chip? I'm sorry, I really don't know that for sure. We definitely try to coordinate the greenways to be able to plug into bus and Metro bus and Metrolink stops and stations so that people can have all of those different transportation choices. Um, but I don't know the numbers. Offhand. Okay, sorry. sorry about that. Well, so which parts of the Brickline Greenway are open right now where people listening can go walk on them or ride their bikes on them? The Brickline just has one tiny section that is actually built alongside the Metrolink station in the Cortex Innovation Community, so right in Midtown there. Um, the other greenways stretch across all three counties, St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and St. Charles County. So folks can check out our website and and find one that they like to visit. And you can actually even search by if you would like to get there by bus or train or walking or biking or driving, however you get around town. Fantastic. And the website again, Emma? GreatRiversGreenway.org or specifically for the Brickline, BricklineGreenway.org. Emma Clues and Chip Crawford, thank you so much for joining us. And we will put this on the Jennifer and Wendy Facebook page. We'll link you to that. But we look forward to uh, talking to you again so we can stay updated on the progress of this great project, Brickline Greenway. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks.